instead of believing like, okay, this is just a thing I'm good at. And so I don't have yeah. to develop it. I just yeah. get to lean into it and kind of sit with it. Right. No, like recognize even strengths can and should be developed. Just because we are focusing on a strength doesn't mean we can't put energy into learning. That is probably a better way to interpret this quote. Yeah. When you say play to your strengths, that doesn't mean just sit in them satisfied. Right. It means no, like work on developing this right. thing. Yeah. And learn and grow and get, get better, better at, at this thing. Welcome to the Really, Really Real Podcast, where three friends try to make good mouth words for to make you laugh. Obviously. Here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. It's episode 85 of the Really Real Podcast, a show where three friends sit down for a drink and some refreshingly honest conversation about real life. Here's what we've got on tap for today's show. Kara has need a refill. She's going to be talking about consuming thoughtful media. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, I know. Thoughtful, thoughtful media. <laughs> Wow. If you guys could do that and think again, just like that, that would be great. It sounds very highbrow and impressive. I know. It probably very well read. Yeah, it probably isn't as impressive as it sounds. I I don't know. I think you should just roll with it. Okay, we'll go with it. Next up in Really Real Robots, Isaac has created, with the help of the Real FM bot, an inspirational running montage to keep me inspired and going during my running workouts. I love it. On a whim the other day, I was looking up a workout and I saw two hour unleashed the beast running montage and i was like okay i gotta hear what this is like and it's all of these motivational speakers oh and like this hip-hop instrumental under it and i was like anson needs this <laughs> that's so amazing for you excellent i love it the next segment is i need a hero i'm talking about a person in my life that i am going to call church friend nice, nice. to leave them anonymous but they <laughs> recently church friends uh, did something <laughs> that really helped me out and so we're going to talk about what they did and why it was so helpful that's to me cool. cool and then finally we have quote me on that here is this week's quote it's from jason limpkin who is I guess an entrepreneur, an investor. I'm not actually sure who found this quote um, or where it came from. Me neither. This is one of those Silicon Valley types yeah. that like has a bunch of inspirational sayings and sells ebooks or whatever. Turtleneck. And yeah. so I want to not like this quote, <laughs> sure. and yet I think it's actually a pretty good one. Yeah. We'll talk about that a bit more later in the show. But the quote is play to your strengths. If you aren't great at something, do more of what you're great at. Mm. So we're going to be talking about strengths and weaknesses, I imagine, coming up a little <laughs> bit later on the show. First, let's start with what everybody is drinking today. Kara, what's in your coffee cup over there? Okay, so last week you had the raspberry mocha. This Mm -hmm. week I'm bringing the homemade blackberry mocha. Ah, Mostly because I don't have raspberry syrup at home. There you go. (laughs) Insert fruit into mocha here. It's true, and it works pretty good. Yeah, I would think so. It's not too shabby, so that's what I'm drinking today. What's your syrups that you use? I love any of those, like blackberry, raspberry. Yeah. It's not like an official coffee syrup, I don't think. I don't know. We bought it on Amazon. It comes with the pump and nice. Cody actually uses it for tea. He loves it and Ooh. iced tea and it's really good. But on a whim one day I was like, I want a mocha with fruity things in it. And nice. I tried it and it actually turned out pretty good. If I was a rich person that could just blow money on stuff yeah. willy nilly, I would have an entire like coffee Ooh. shop worth of those Tarani syrups. Yep. Just Heck like an yes. entire wall yes, yep, please. of those that I could put into like uh-huh. Italian cream sodas and coffee drinks. They're and, very good. That yeah. sounds amazing. They're very, very good. Yum. I'm working on the New Creation Soda Works Habanero Strawberry Soda. So, whoa. Wow. We work at a whoa. radio station. <laughs> And sometimes we get weird promotional items. I've had a megaphone at my desk. I've had like 
a hand clapper thingy that does the click, 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 click. <laughs> right. Musical artists and labels and yeah. stuff that send random things. Right. Yeah. I guess kind of to bribe you, but technically not to bribe you because yeah. that's illegal. That's illegal. Yeah. But, <laughs> but soda, a four pack of soda, fancy soda is something that I guess is cool. Yeah. But this habanero strawberry soda, I love kind that's of crazy. a spicy beverage, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I put cayenne in my hot chocolates during the winter months because that's wow. really good. And that kind of reminded me of that it was that spicy, like heat sweet mixture. And yeah. It was really good. I nice. remember you talking about like if you've ever had chocolate bars mm-hmm. with some like spice or heat in them. Yeah. Yep. That it was kind of like that, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it reminded me a lot of the spicy chocolate. Only huh. it's, the sweet part comes from the strawberry this time. Yeah. And, I'm kind of in a phase right now where I'm not drinking many sodas. So this was a nice change of pace. Wow, this really has a kick to it. This is syrup, but this tastes really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fun. a that's a funky one wow, for it is sure. Funky. You shared a couple of these with me as well. So I've actually got one of these as well. And the one that I tried is the butter pecan cream soda. Ooh. Yeah. And that was really interesting. That sounds good. After a can, I was done because it's right. pretty sweet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're very sweet. Yeah. But it was really really oh, good. Sounds good. I like cream soda anyway. Yeah. But this was like next yeah. level. You know? Yeah. Ooh. Next level cream soda. Butter pecan. <sighs> it just went perfectly. Yum. And to your point, Isaac, I'm not drinking a ton of soda either, but I feel like if I was going to keep drinking soda, yeah. this is what I would want to do. Drink some of this like really so fun specialty There's something stuff. to that because yeah. apparently I learned on TikTok the other day that there's this big artisanal soda shop thing happening right now. Yeah, it's like this really? new budding industry. Yeah, people are putting like heavy whipping cream in Dr. Pepper and like adding a bunch of stuff to it. Oh. It's basically like making floats and different like custom yeah. sodas. Wow. Those are big like in Utah right now for some reason, okay. but they're on their way expanding. So look Ooh. for that. I had soon. to look up this company. They're based out of Georgia. Okay. New Creation Soda Works. And they literally say like, yeah, we're a, we're a Christian company that started making like these artisanal sodas, <laughs> craft soda basically yeah. they're like following in the footsteps of like craft breweries and that yeah. kind of thing yeah. and they were basically saying if you can do that with beer or other types of drinks why couldn't we do that with soda as sure. well mm-hmm. and make really fun sodas so if you're abstaining from so, any alcoholic yeah beverages. Like, but you still want like a really fun drink yeah. something really interesting like some well, of these like the cans are cool too yeah like i'm gonna say the graphic designer for new creation good job yeah nice. so if you're interested in like yeah i don't want to just drink endless streams of coca-cola or whatever yeah but every once in a while i want a sweet drink a fun drink but something that's yeah unique that i haven't had they're before. not bad yeah. they have some really interesting flavors on their website too so you should go check I'm those go out check this out all right kara what's on repeat for you this week this week it's bloodstream by matthew parker it's like you are the love in my this one's right up my alley. I don't have a ton to say about it, just that it is a bop. I love it. It's got some wonderful EDM stuff mixed in. It's very springy. It's kind of a love song. It's just a really fun one. And I'm pretty sure the first time I listened to it, I sent Anson a little fire emoji next to it. Yes. <laughs> so Matthew Parker, Bloodstream. Kara's always the first one that finds out about whatever new songs that we're adding. Because yeah. I have to send those to her for production stuff. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes there's no comment, but every That's once in a while I get an immediate comment back on yep. a song. Yes. And then they're like, oh, Okay, this is this is one for Kara. And that's pretty good because like literally mostly what I hear when I'm putting that spot together is just a hook. And right. so if I'm instantly hooked yeah. from the hook, mm-hmm. then, you know, and this one, one, it has one of those infectious yeah. pop uh-huh. dance hooks. It's very hooky. But like that's going to worm its way into your <laughs> into mind your for the rest of the day. <laughs> it's true. So for I've sure. literally been listening to that one on repeat. My on repeat this week is Spring Theory by Peabody. So I hold on to my spring theory. 
no surprise, Peabod is one of my favorites that we're playing. So whenever he's got a new song, I'm like, oh, I'm going to like this. And then yeah. I hit play on it. I feel like Peabod and you yes. would know. be good friends. He's a very oh, cool guy. Like, and you actually have yeah. interviewed him before. Yes. too. I've met him in real life and interviewed him like <gasps> oh. digitally once. Yeah. And That's he's fun. a really, really cool guy. He just seems like alternate universe Same Isaac. Kind yeah. Of. yeah. Yeah, for sure. If he, Isaac was a hip hop artist, that's like, awesome. yes, very he might much be so. kind of like Peabod. Yeah. The first time I met him, he was wearing like these limited edition Adidas. And I was like, dude, I like your shoes. And he was like, uh-huh. uh-huh. Like when someone recognizes that you've gone the extra effort yeah. of like getting these specific shoes, they like that. Right. So. Well, he was probably at some radio conference yes. or something. <laughs> right. And no one else no was commenting on his Adidas the room shoes. Was like, the median age in the room was like 58. Yeah. So I was like, dude, <laughs> my sneakers. Yeah. yeah. Spring Theory is such a good song. I've mentioned before that I'm kind of just chomping at the bit for nicer weather. Mm. And this is exactly kind of that tone. But it mm. also acknowledges like kind of feeling like I'm a little stuck in this difficult season. And that's mm. kind of been a reflection of real life right now. So this song kind of perfectly encapsulated everywhere that I'm at in my head right now. So I love it. Nice. So good. My on repeat this week is Fake It by Torin Wells and Aaron Cole. This is real, don't have to fake it. I've been into these 80s inspired jams lately. This is mm. another one from Torin Wells. Mm. It's this solid, groovy, spring energy kind of tune. Torin Wells knows how to bring the funk yeah, energy. 100%. He's kind of been channeling his like inner Michael Jackson some, I feel like. Several <laughs> of his songs kind of have this Michael Jackson vibe. That's fun. And actually, the music video very much has Michael Jackson vibes. Basically, just yet. him dancing in a suit. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Which that's... is pretty much Michael Jackson, right? <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed the lyrical content of it, too. It all quit making sense, keeping up appearances, because there ain't no impressing you as a line from the song. Mm. And I think that's a really interesting concept. And he talks about it a little bit in some interviews that we can't impress God. Right. And we spend our entire life trying to impress other people or God himself. And yet God isn't impressed with us. He loves us. And there's right. a difference between those <laughs> yeah. two things. And it might sound a little bit hopeless to think, wow, there's nothing I can do that impresses God. But Torin's point is, no, that's actually a good thing. And that's a pressure releasing thing yeah. that there's nothing that we can do to impress God. It allows us to let go mm-hmm. of trying to fake it and we can just embrace our more authentic selves. He says this about the song. There were people who were very impressive in the Bible. They were called Pharisees. Mm-hmm. And then you come to find out they were actually the furthest from Jesus. Yeah. They didn't even recognize Jesus when he was looking at them in the face. And so Torin says, for me, this is a really fun, dancey song. That was kind of priority number one. But it's also a challenge to remind myself that I am more than the image I'm constantly trying to project. Yeah. Wow. And I think that's a really cool message in a song. It's mm. awesome. You're not just a consumer. You're a person. At least that's what we want you to believe we believe. And that's why we made this commercial. We tested it with thousands of people to make sure it would sound like it was made just for you. Because you matter. And you matter because you have money. And we'd really appreciate it if you'd give that money to us. So stop stressing about your mediocre life and start using our product or service to temporarily live in denial instead. Brand, you want it now, just as we have foreseen. Need a refill? What we wish life would pour us a little more of. Another! I have been slowly dipping my toe back in the waters again of different podcasts and some other thoughtful media. Mm -hmm. Now, this is something that in the past I have binged these things at times, Mm -hmm. maybe to the point of, okay, you may need to like take a little break. But then 
It's funny, I have this pendulum swing where I go in the opposite direction when I get a little overwhelmed. I mean, let's be honest, there are 10 million bazillion podcasts to listen to in this Mm, world. Sure. And they all seem good. And so what I end up doing is I scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. And then I'm like, I'm too overwhelmed by decision fatigue. I'm choosing nothing. It's like you do with the books. (laughs) It's true. It's me with the books. Here's 300 (laughs) podcasts I can listen to. I can't listen to any of them. It's so true. (laughs) So yes, books, podcasts, articles, anything that's somewhat thoughtfully enriching. I know I love that stuff. (laughs) You've collected the equivalent of the internet of uh, that stuff. Basically. Okay, so when you say thoughtful media, are you talking about topical stuff or newsy kind of stuff? No. Define thoughtful media. Yeah, because I'm picturing like sweet Hallmark stuff. No, 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 no. No, No, I'm talking about... Okay, so lately it's been like Greg McEwen who wrote Essentialism. Okay. You know, mm. familiar with him? Yeah. So I listened to a podcast interview with him and that kind of started this train rolling. John Acuff interviews great people. I love his podcast. Yeah. So that's what started this. And then I was like, Greg McEwen has a podcast that's called What's Essential, I think. Mm. And so I listened to an episode of that this week where he's talking to Jenny Allen about finding your people. Mm. I forget how much when I actually just choose and sit down and focus on one. It pulls me out of the temporary blindness of I just have to get everything done and just do the next thing and kind of going through life mindlessly, which I don't like. But I end up in that rut when I get overwhelmed by decision fatigue and don't take in the things that I know are going to nourish me. Mm -hmm. Because the way my brain works is I actually enjoy taking in these various sources of input and then making these connections from them yeah. differently. But I get in these ruts where I forget that and I feel like, no, that's just overwhelming. It's, it's just, hard to get started. It's hard to get started. Yeah. And I feel like there's just one more thing to do. So right. I would rather just watch this mindless thing on Netflix mm. when really I wouldn't rather. But I forget that for some reason. It's like I have amnesia or just decision fatigue. Yeah. And so I have these great resources and books. And when I'm actually taking them in, I'm like, there's so much good stuff here right. that is enriching to me that I want my mind to be filled with and dwelling on this kind of stuff and all of those authors and those people to be talking to each other in my brain, yeah. <laughs> having this little conversation, because that's what creates good stuff coming out of me to contribute to the world. But I just get overwhelmed sometimes with information overload. Yeah. And so I think part of it is, yeah, I need to choose wisely. And that's part of the struggle is like sometimes I overthink choosing wisely. It's like right. just, <laughs> and I think that there's this funny process. It's funny that you'd mentioned this because I was thinking about how it feels like, and this might be for you as well, you get input like that and you mm-hmm. go along for a while doing that and getting in a good routine of doing that. And yeah. it's almost as if it works too well where you're uh, like, oh, I'm doing good. I don't really like, I don't you don't consciously that. say I don't need that. But what's keeping you going good is like that good input. So it's kind of important to remind yourself, I'm feeling great lately. What am I doing so I can keep doing it? Right. Right. So maybe it's good to acknowledge like, hey, Mm. this input is super good for me. It's going to be something I need indefinitely. It's good. Yeah. (laughs) And it's in all areas of life. Like to me, the things that I'm learning about or hearing about, it's helpful, right? I tend to get in a loop in my head overthinking things. Um, My husband and I do this together too when we're trying to problem solve. (laughs) And we, we just go in circles. And I forget, oh, yeah, that you can bring someone else into that loop. And sometimes there's a wise person like a podcaster that you can bring in and just add one little piece of input into that that can maybe help break you out of that loop and get you going in a different direction. The word that comes to mind for me as you're talking about this is moderation. Yeah. Like figuring out how to moderate (laughs) something good. Because anything that is good can become too much if we allow it to be. Except for ice cream. Except for ice cream. Yeah. (laughs) Come back to that. 
<laughs> so it sounds like when you're saying like thoughtful media, what you're really talking about is personal development kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And personal development is obviously a good thing. Like right. We want to develop ourselves and become the like best version of ourselves. Right. But then to me, the unmoderated yes. version of that is... I can always become a better version right. of myself mm-hmm. that could turn into my current self is not good enough. Right yeah. now, like I have to do all of this work yes. to find or unlock this ideal version of myself mm-hmm. that you're never actually going to arrive at. And then that actually creates a real like dissatisfied yeah. loop mm-hmm. of like, I need to find the best version of myself. I haven't found it. I give up. It's overwhelming. I'm never going to get there. Right. Into like, no, I really do need to try. <laughs> right. So I'm going to try again and start absorbing things again. Oh, right. but I'm still never going to get there. Yes. You and just, it turns into this mm-hmm. like failure loop. Yeah. I need to discover my best self, but it's always just over the horizon. Right. It's, it's hopeless. As yeah. opposed to like the healthy moderated version of that, mm-hmm. which would look something like, Yes, I always want to strive to improve and grow, but there's a difference between growth and arriving. Mm-hmm. And so I've yeah. got to like keep my eye on the growth idea as a goal. Yes, like taking a step forward is a good thing. Maybe I can take this takeaway from this podcast I'm listening to yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But it's the difference between the goal being I want to grow from this and mm-hmm. I want to like transform myself into like a Perfection. new ideal person yeah. from this. Yeah. Because that's something that we're not ever going to quite get. No, to. that's a really good point. And I think that's been my problem in the past. And what I get trapped into is you're right. I get I get trapped in that overwhelm and the downward spiral of like, this is never going to happen. Nothing's ever going to change. So why even bother? Mm. And then eventually come back around to like, oh, no, wait, that was actually enriching. But yeah, you're right. The danger is then to go back up towards the obsession of like the pursuit of the ideal. Where's that knife's edge? Can we balance on it? I think it's way worth to pursue that because if you're moderating, I like Anson use the word moderate, because if you're watching the input you're getting from Mm -hmm. media and stuff, Mm -hmm. we get a lot of exposure to surprise bad news all the time. Like, if we don't moderate our input, it's all going to be bad, basically. Because right. like, if you're just doom scrolling, mm-hmm. you're going to get exposed to stuff that you didn't necessarily want to see. Mm. So when you're taking the intentionality of, like Anson said, moderating what you're taking in, I think mm-hmm. that's good. That's awesome. I mean, and even if you're not doom scrolling, my own internal dialogue feels like doom scrolling sometimes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so if I don't once in a while introduce new voices right. in there to okay there's a different way to think about that yeah but i agree it's definitely a balance and something that requires some wisdom (laughs) some hard-earned wisdom and moderation really real robots where we train ais to do the stuff we don't want oh i wish i could but i don't want to we are a budding new technology radio station with apps when you like (laughs) apps smart speaker skills and now ai yeah we have this robot that helps us do basically everything around the station it replaced kara does now on the air like a few shows ago which was awesome yeah taking our jobs (laughs) darn robots taking her job (laughs) but for this week i went a different route anson recently completed a half marathon yes Mm -hmm. anson ran an marathon and it was an incredible got Mm -hmm. to see him pass me by and i was like there goes a david a statue of david (laughs) passing me right now perfect form wow it was beautiful (laughs) um it was it was something to behold it was awesome it was that (laughs) david i don't know something yes yes and it is kind of training for maybe a full marathon i know you've done a full marathon right yeah we'll see about that okay I, i have done a full marathon it was 
was rough. Really hard. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I haven't quite gotten back to like, I want to do that yet. So I would definitely need some inspiration to get back to <laughs> training for a full marathon. I'm kind of, I, I think I'm sticking to the halves for now, but well, do but, I have, but maybe that's fair. Maybe I have you'll convince you. me. Oh man. <laughs> we trained the AI again, listening to a huge log of Anson's shows ranging from your entire career at the station and also some motivational speeches from the internet that I let it kind of just get crazy with. So, <laughs> and oh, Oh dear. I did the work to pick out some instrumental music to put under this puppy. Oh, okay. So we're going to listen to that now. Okay. All right. Real FM bot, what do you got? Preparation is critical to not die, which is why I eat pasta like a rhinoceros. You uh, are yes. in wells 100% of the Toby Max you don't take. Drink your goals at a medium heat. You'll never reach your full potential if you don't turn on the PC power supply. Focus, Sushi, League of Legends, and, of course, the thrill of finally achieving your Wamerainers. These are all lessons in life. They are. But you have to stand your ground. So when they criticize you, you can say, give me pie or give me death. Uh, amen. When we push through the carne asada, when we dig deep. That's when we run with Jesus. Ooh, spiritual. <laughs> yep. There you go. That's oh, beautiful. So good. Man. Wow. I don't even know. That just wow. caught me right away. Right. Like, oh, yes. I could run through a wall right now. <laughs> the really real AI is having some difficulty pronouncing the word Weimariner. Yeah. Weimariners. We're having some problems with that. We're, we're talking case. about hot dogs or yeah, something there yeah. for a second. But. <laughs> Push through yeah. the carne asada. Mm. Like yeah, there that. are a lot of like food yeah, references yeah. there. Which always in, like food always inspires it's very me. Sure. Like I will say, usually about ten miles into like a thirteen mile race, I'm mm-hmm. just thinking of like hamburgers <laughs> or something. You right. know, I'm like, yes. this is done. You can do it. I'm gonna go to Freddy's or Five Guys oh, or like yes. somewhere or get some like street tacos or I don't know some yeah. sort of food. Yeah. Oh yeah, like that becomes the motivation. So you really tapped into that. I feel yeah. like really about tapped into that That's really well. One. All right, that I was like definitely that. inspiring. There was a line there at the beginning. I'm trying to remember what was the very first thing out of his mouth. Preparation is critical to not die. Yes, preparation <laughs> is critical to not die. That is actually so true. It's a yeah. strong opening. It's a very I, strong opening. I like that very much caught me because I was yes, yes. that that would yeah. be a very good like training run mantra. Yeah. You know, it's like, why am I out here training at 11 p.m. on like a Tuesday night? Because preparation is critical to, to not, not die. die. It's yeah. true. And that could not be more true. That's why you do the training. Yep. That that's good. Plus food. Yeah. Sprinkle in a few like computer game, like League yeah. of Legends, yep. like references, that kind of stuff. And, and the music. Yeah. yeah. With Strong. the music, you've pretty much encapsulated my like training regimen. That's so beautiful. beautiful. I need a hero. hero. Celebrating people who save the day. I got to say, I was kind of inspired by Kara's hero on our previous episode mm. when she was talking about Mr. Fritz, somebody in her life that had made a difference for her. And so I was kind of reflecting on people that had made a difference in my life, but mm. with a little bit of a twist, someone that has done this for me lately. Mm. And so okay, cool. the person that popped into my mind, I'm not going to out them and call them out by name. <laughs> I don't know that they would necessarily want that, yeah. but I'm just going to call them church friend. Nice. Okay. So nice. this is somebody that I've gotten to know a little bit recently at church church friend really came in clutch for me the other day. And I'm going to explain mm. how we've been at our current church 
since the week the pandemic started. Ooh, okay, wow. great time so, to start a church. In March of yeah. 2020, my wife started a new job at a new church. So my wife has always worked at churches in some sort of pastoral capacity, right. which means we choose our churches based on where mm-hmm. my wife is working, right? Mm. And we were really excited about starting at this church because we felt like it was just a really great fit for us. Mm-hmm. It was the first time we were going to be at a church in the town that we live in, as opposed oh, to having yeah. to travel a little bit to a town uh, nearby. And we just felt like it was going to be a really, really great fit. This job was going to be a really great fit. And then pandemic started the same exact week that yeah. we started there. Amazing. And everything changed, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So church went into lockdown mode. We literally weren't having church anymore, which is a thing that like I had never even had thought of as a possibility. Right. Yeah. That, like church yeah. would just not be happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if the weather's really bad for one week, you yeah. don't have church or something. But otherwise, unless the world is ending. Yeah. You're going to be having church. Well, haha. <laughs> maybe the world was kind of ending. <laughs> Almost. And that made adjusting to our new church home and getting to know people at our new church home (laughs) kind of difficult right right? on top of all of that going on i'm an introvert who struggles to motivate myself to seek out new relationships Mm. on top of that i feel like most guys even guys who are somewhat extroverted are relatively bad Mm -hmm. at relationship building and new relationships all of that combined means that while I've made some surfacey level acquaintances at church and maybe even a friend or two, I haven't really developed a lot of close relationships at church so far, even mm-hmm. though we've been there now mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Yeah. But I think it's something that is a really important avenue to develop some yeah. relationships and some meaningful relationships. Yeah. But it's been a difficult road yeah. so far. But a couple of weeks ago, a guy who I actually had literally never spoken to before. I've seen him at church. We're, we're not going to like a huge church. So you kind of get to know faces at least. Yeah. Uh-huh. Someone that I had never actually spoken to before walked up to me after church and said, hey, I'm having a thing. It's a guy's hangout night. It's going to be on my porch. A bunch of dudes are going to come over and we're going to have some drinks and we're going to sit on our porch and just hang out and chat. That's and awesome. I'd love it if you would come. I would say even then afterwards, I was like kind of hesitant to go hang out because I knew that, okay, these guys all kind of know each other a little bit more. Mm. Yes, they have had time apart and stuff with the last two years as well. But like, I'm the new guy that doesn't really know anyone here. Yes. And the introverted, the, the introverted, was ready like to... scared part of me, like kicked oh, yeah. in. You were booking a flight out of the country. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, this would be really good for me, but also it'd be terrifying. Also, I don't want to go. Right. That's <laughs> right. like always my initial reaction yes. to this kind of stuff. Then not only did I get this invite on Sunday, I think it was Tuesday during the day, about midway through the day, I got a text from the guy saying, Hey, just a reminder, like, you know, we're doing this thing tonight. Definitely yeah. hoping to see you tonight. Aww. I may be a little bit later than I originally said. So show up at this time and it'll all be good. Yeah. Hoping you'll make it. Nice. And so like those extra steps of like coming up and talking to me at church and then even sending me a follow-up text that like basically said, Hey, we'd really love it. If you were it here, it feels like the actual invite. Where right. It's like, no, we yeah. were. It's I really like, meant no, that. This guy's really yeah. making me yeah. feel welcome. Mm. Yeah. And they did that again when I arrived and I had a really great time. That's so And cool. it was really awesome. This guy didn't have to include me in this. All right. There were like seven, mm. eight other guys at yeah. this thing. So I didn't have to be included. Mm. And while he hadn't introduced himself to me before this point, I certainly hadn't made an effort to go introduce myself to Mm. him, but he chose to include me by extending this invite and then even followed up with the text later, which Mm. like, like I said, really, I felt like demonstrated like his interest in my participation. Mm. And like, that just feels so good and so validating. Yeah. And I feel like it's a really important reminder for how I need to be treating others as well. Mm. Right. Because we've all been in that like awkward social moment, whether it's at church or something else where like, 
after the service, everybody's kind of standing around and yeah. doing the small talk thing. And there's like that one person, usually me, standing over <laughs> on the side of the room, absentmindedly like looking at the room and not talking to anybody. Yeah. yeah. This guy made a decision to like walk up to me and issue an invite to something yeah. that ended up being, I think, like a, something that I really, really needed. It's very mm. cool. In that moment, how many times have I been in that same situation where I see that person mm. kind of on the margins of a conversation or mm. on the edge of the room that hasn't really been included yet? Mm. And what steps could I take to make them? really feel welcome right you know not just to like hey i don't even know your name so i'm just gonna say hey as i <laughs> yeah. walk by because that's like the polite thing to do yeah. yeah but no i'm actually gonna like purposely walk up to you ask your name ask to get to know who you are nice and maybe even invite you to something yeah that goes so far i don't know if you guys have ever experienced mm. that where somebody has like really intentionally reached out to you and said, yeah. no, I'm going to actually almost even kind of drag you along because I want you to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Like, even if there's that initial surge of fear that like <laughs> yeah. introverts get from that, ultimately, <laughs> like I said, it's really validating mm -hmm. and really encouraging. It really is. Yeah. It's so important. And I feel like one thing that's helpful to remember is we all feel that way because I think that's part of the struggle is we feel like nobody else feels that way but us right. right but like when you actually remember just like what you're saying no literally everybody feels that way especially right now because we've been isolated for so long like we forgot how to have conversations with people in person right mm -hmm. and so it's so helpful if you can be the one to like take a step towards someone right. they'll appreciate it so much even the extroverts i mean oh, they, yeah. they may be a little more proactive about reaching out themselves <laughs> mm -hmm. but no matter what your personality type yeah. it always feels good to have someone else show interest in you oh right. yeah 100%. right i mean when you're on the receiving end of interest from somebody oh, it's yeah. being like, asked to dance it's yeah, like, yeah. Yes. that always feels good no matter yes. who you are it's very yeah. true it's very neat so reach out to people is what we're hearing from mm -hmm. this it's worth it we get it the shine is starting to wear off of the previous products you bought to improve your life which means it's definitely time for a new Focus Group commercial to renew your hope and the possibility that a product that can bring you happiness actually exists. Sure, in a few months you'll be right back here again. But even though you already know that deep down, you're still willing to pay for the burst of endorphins you'll get from our box arriving on your doorstep. Brand, keeping your cynicism at bay just enough to keep you swiping that credit card. Quote me on that. The part of the show where Anson, Kara, and Isaac have thoughts on other people's thoughts. Did I interrupt you brooding just now? Today, we're going to a quote from a guy named Jason Limkin. I actually don't remember <laughs> who came up with this quote yeah. or where it came from, but here we are. It's a good quote to digest and to dissect. Jason Limkin, I had to look him up. He is an author. He's written a book. He's also an entrepreneur and mm. investor. I've got to start with this, guys. A lot of times quotes in this class, these self-helpy huh. personal development class, you were talking about like personal yeah, development <laughs> podcasts and things really love these. And maybe you're one of yeah, these, Kara. Yeah. Like for me, my cynicism yeah. clicks in like immediately. That's fair. I've already dialed a nine and a one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm kind of going like, all right, entrepreneur and investor right. talking about businessy things Business. or like, this, you know, like yes. play yeah. to your strengths and da da da. Sometimes I get kind of like cynical on these and I'm just like, eh. I'm going to shut that out. I don't even like that. Mm. But as I take a look at this quote more closely, play to your strengths. If you aren't great at something, do more of what you're great at. 
have a hard time arguing with much of this <laughs> quote. Yeah. I think there's actually something to this, that playing to your strengths is something that's important. So I'm interested in your guys' first impressions of this as well. Mine was like stab of cynicism <laughs> and yeah. then kind of a, upon second thought, okay, maybe there's actually something to this, though. Mm. Maybe I shouldn't just throw this out because of the source. Right. My gut reaction was probably because I'm the target audience for these kind of quotes, but <laughs> my gut reaction was like, yeah, I agree. I don't find a whole lot in there to disagree with. Like you said, yeah. even the Bible talks about all these different parts of the body having different functions, mm. each part doing its thing and not trying to be a different part. Right. That's something I've really leaned into a lot in my life. And it's helped me deal with insecurities and comparison mm. and things like mm. that. Cause I think that that can be something that trips you up and keeps you from contributing in life. Yeah. Going, okay, God, like what are the strengths you've given me? How do I lean into those? I do think there's something to that. So that may be an oversimplified thought, but that was my initial gut reaction. Yeah. My initial was a little bit negative. Hmm. I took it as like, take things you're already just good at and keep doing that. Don't worry about learning anything new uh, or basically double down on the area that you're only good at. That's and interesting. I always am a little hesitant to take that mindset because we learn a lot through challenge and hardship. Mm -hmm. And I think that I initially took this as Take the easy way, basically. Oh, interesting. And interesting. That was kind of how I took it. Yeah. yeah. I think there are times where we kind of need to take the easy way. Mm. And it may depend on our personality for whether or not that's something that we really need to hear very mm. often, or maybe our circumstances. Like mm -hmm. maybe I've already been doing that and I need to be pushed a little bit yeah. and have right. someone say like, hey, step out of your comfort zone, try something else, right? right? Like maybe mm. that's what we need to hear in a moment. Right. But I also think there are moments where what we need to hear is like, hey, it's okay to like reinforce what you're good at mm -hmm. and rely on your strengths and lean into those things. Yeah. That's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing. But a lot of that probably depends on both our personality and our circumstances, like where are right. we starting from? Right. That's going to change how the perspective looks when you hear a quote like this. Right. right? Yeah. I, I generally like this quote, too, Kara. I think it does generally make sense to spend more time playing to our strengths than shoring up our weaknesses. And, and the reason I say that is because it's not that we can't improve what we're weak at. Right. But our weaknesses are never going to be what our strengths are, mm -hmm. no matter how much we work on them. Mm -hmm. So like. When I think about it in terms of vocation, mm -hmm. for example, there are certain things that I'm really good at, like strategic thinking or public speaking. Mm -hmm. There are other things that I'm really bad at, like administrative organization. Mm -hmm. Like oh, that man. is not my thing. I could decide like, hey, this is my weakness. I'm not good at administrative tasks and like organizing mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff. But I could work on this. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go take a job as like an office manager <laughs> right. or some sort of spreadsheet guru. And I'm pretty sure I could do that job for like a decade. Yeah. And it's not that I wouldn't get better at it. I'm sure that I would. Right. But even after a decade, I'm not sure that I would be as good at that thing yeah. as yeah. the stuff that I have some innate ability in. Right. Yeah, right. That's where I kind of think about like this quote and the mm -hmm. truth of like focusing on your strengths. Not that we shouldn't learn and grow and develop still, mm -hmm. yeah. but man, if I just try to go after my weaknesses, right. I'm going to become like maybe a well-rounded but mediocre person. Oh, like that's, like yeah, I'm going to be mediocre point. at a lot of things because yeah. maybe I can raise up my weakness from like weakness to like average. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know that it's ever going to be like 
Above killer that, strength, right? right? And so right. I'm just going to be average at a lot of yeah, stuff yeah. instead yeah. of saying like, hey, what if I leaned into this strength of mine mm-hmm. and focused on that because I could raise that to the level mm. of excellence. So yeah. that's kind of how I think about it. Does that yeah. make sense? I think so too, but I do understand what you're saying, Isaac, because when I, I was like, okay, there's got to be more to this. Let me think about it a little deeper. And the one caveat that I had was along the lines of what you're saying. I think sometimes, depending on your personality, maybe we could take advantage of this and act like, well, I don't ever have to do a thing that I'm not good at. Right. <laughs> I don't ever have to grow. And growth is definitely an important part of life and learning. And so are there going to be times, like you've said as well, Anson, that you have to step out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. to love someone well, to do something that you're not good at? Of course. Right. Like, we're all going to have to do that. But like you're saying, where do you spend the majority of your time? Where do you live? You can visit those places. Right. But where do you live? Right. You know, and to Isaac's point, you could read focus on your strengths as just do what you're good at Mm. and you won't ever need to improve. Like there's no need to like strive or learn or get better because you're just living in what Uh you're already good at. Yeah. But I don't think even our strengths are static, only innate gifts. Like we have some innate gifting. I believe people do have things that are naturally good at, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you are naturally perfect at that thing. Right. It might mean you're starting out a little higher than another person. When I talk about like public speaking on the radio, Mm -hmm. right. As a freshman in college, I was able to (laughs) recognize, Hey, I think I'm actually like naturally better at this than most of my classmates. Yeah. This is an innate strength of mine. Right. But if I'm talking about a scale of one to a hundred, a hundred being like the best person in the world at this thing, maybe I was at like a 20 and my classmates were at like a 10. Yeah. Right. Right? I still have a long Mm -hmm. ramp, a long journey ahead of me for growth, even though it's an innate strength. right? Right. Whereas like I don't know, accounting or something. I was at like a one out of a (laughs) hundred and my friend of mine that was doing accounting, he was at a 20. Yeah. Right. So possibly be negatives in accounting because. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe I was like negative 10. That's probably more accurate. (laughs) So instead of believing like, okay, this is just a thing I'm good at and I'm already good at it. And so I don't have to develop it. I just get to lean into it and just kind of sit with it. Right. No, like recognize even strengths Mm. and especially strengths, maybe even can and should be developed, right? Yeah. So just because I think we are focusing on a strength doesn't mean we can't put energy into learning. And like we yeah. Like Mm -hmm. and in fact, I think that is probably a better way to interpret this quote. Yeah. As opposed to like when you say play to your strengths, that doesn't mean just like sit in them satisfied. Right. It means no, like work on developing this thing. Yeah. And learn and grow and get better better at at this thing. Yeah. Because that's going to be what really reaps like some rewards in your life. Yeah. Is developing this thing that you already have some innate ability. at. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe the big caveat here is that it might presume a level of introspection that's already been done for Mm. the reader. Because if you tell someone play to your strength, you assume they know what their strengths are. That's a good point. point. I think in my limited experience, it seems as if people are really good at listing the things that they're not great at. So that might be why we pay attention to those more. And we're thinking, okay, if I can just fix these things, I'll be a perfect person. You know, we we get caught up in that. If we maybe reminded ourselves and we reminded each other what our areas that we're strong Mm -hmm. in, Mm -hmm. I think that that could be really special. Our boss, Mark is really good at this when he's Mm. doing coaching. Mm. He'll, sit you down and he'll focus on some things that you've done really well. Mm-hmm. And he makes sure, you know, this is what you're great at. You are really, really good at this. Right. And that can be super edifying and feel mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. So I think that we might have some groundwork to do in gassing each other up mm-hmm. and even learning what our own strengths are. 
That's very because you can be in your mid thirties, you can be in your mid fifties, and you might be able to point out all the areas where you are coming short in. But give mm-hmm. me five places you can really do well in, and yeah. I don't know a lot of people could answer that right yeah. now. Yeah, that's a really good point, though. I think about the idea of coaching, right? When you're mm-hmm. coaching yeah. someone, there's that whole axiom of give people like a couple compliments, mm. uh, like and then give them something to work on, so it yeah. doesn't all feel negative. Yeah, that could feel like a disingenuous thing, but it's it's not about like making up compliments yeah. no. or like say you know <laughs> making up things that aren't true just to make someone feel good. Yeah, no, it's actually saying like mm. these really are the things that I can tell. Like you have potential in which essentially means like you are you're good. It's at. a strength yeah. of yeah. yours, yeah. right? Mm. Keep in mind like these are the things that you're good at lean into those things. Don't reject them. Right. Yeah. Like accept the fact that I'm not that person over there. I'm right. me. And these are the things I'm good at. Now here's a couple suggestions. Now that you know, and I've identified what those things are. Yeah. Here's a couple suggestions for how to take those to the next level. Right. And learn from someone else who has these strengths, but maybe has developed them even more than you. Here's how to level this up into the next thing. Mm. So you're still kind of on a growth trajectory. Yeah. But I think that's an interesting point that you made, Isaac, about weaknesses and sometimes those standing out. Because I think there are probably certain personality types or certain periods of our lives where weaknesses kind of stick out to ourselves like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it's really obvious that I'm bad at this thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. There are actually studies that show that people tend to see weaknesses as more changeable than strengths, oh, which means that we're more inclined <laughs> to improve where we're weak. Right. Wow. So when we identify a weakness in ourselves, we tend to think like, okay, yeah, I'm weak at this thing. But that does mean technically that there's more of a ramp to yeah. like grow in this thing. Mm-hmm. Studies show that when we focus on developing our strengths, however, we grow faster than when trying to improve our weaknesses. Yep. Hmm. And that's the part I think that sometimes we miss. If we already have some innate ability in something and we're trying to develop it, we're going to develop faster in that thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. But when we're trying to develop a weakness, you can still develop it. You yeah. can improve but the improvement comes more slowly. Right. And yet we trick ourselves into thinking like, huh. no, I have so much room to improve in this weakness. Right. <laughs> I can see a lot of improvement, yet it doesn't come as quickly as sometimes we think it will. And then I think mm. that leads to a lot of frustration mm-hmm. and uh, why is this thing that I'm not very good at not getting better more right. quickly? Right? Well, it can literally change your identity. I mean, if you're focusing yeah. on only the things that you're bad at trying to improve them, all of a sudden you're a person who's Mm-hmm. completely encapsulated with activities you're bad to moderately okay at. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That's, that's really rough. It's going to be kind of depressing, right? Yeah, like over yeah. time, like Super ugh, I, you're just going to feel like a failure. Like, right. Because yeah. all of these things I'm trying to get better at are not getting up to the bar of where like I wish they were. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's going to be really frustrating. It is really frustrating. And the flip side of that is, okay, instead of doing that, And I think we're getting better at this. What if Isaac comes alongside Anson and says, hey, I think I'm really good at this thing. Anson, you're really good at that thing. Mm. Let's team up and be really good at these opposite things. Sometimes we work too hard. (laughs) Like we make it harder than it needs to be. I've seen this in in my marriage. Like my husband and I are really good at opposite things. Yeah. And that can either be a source of conflict or a source of enrichment in your life. Be like, you fill in my blind spot. I fill in your blind spot. This is great. Let's be good at our things. And like be good at them together totally so there are other ways of shoring up our weaknesses yes beyond just having to become perfect ourselves right right and it all goes back to i think what isaac was talking about like it starts with some introspection and some Mm self-evaluation and mm self-awareness of like what am i good at yeah and where are my weaknesses true if we have that self-awareness 
then we can start to make good decisions about how to handle those things. Yeah. And a willingness to ask someone you trust, hey, where am I strong at? Because that can be an awkward conversation, right? Like yeah. it, it would be hard to ask someone, but I think it's worth pursuing that. Right. Yeah. So once you've identified those things, either kind of in yourself or with the help of others or probably some of both, yeah. then you can make those decisions about, okay, this is an area that is not my point of strength. Mm-hmm. I need to go get help in this thing. Yeah. Whether that means improving a little bit myself, great. But it might just be understanding more about where my weaknesses are Mm -hmm. so that I can tap into other people's strengths to help me kind of shore those things up and go like, yeah, this isn't my thing, but I can tap into Isaac over here who's really good at this. Right. I'm literally doing this right now with Isaac on a project of mine Mm -hmm. where I'm doing a logo design for someone. They want it to be a really illustrative thing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not an artist. I don't draw. Like I do logo designs, but they're geometric. They're like, yeah. And so I can do some of this and I can even probably create something that approximates what this person is looking for. But if I tap into Isaac's illustrative talent, I could sit down. I I feel like I can say this with confidence. I have enough introspection to say with confidence. I could sit down with an iPad or a pad of paper or whatever and start practicing drawing and get better at drawing. Uh Mm. Absolutely. I could get better than I currently am. Uh And I'm not even like talentless at drawing. Right. right? Like it's not that I have never drawn anything or that I can only do stick figures. Yeah. But I can say with confidence that I am never going to be as good at it as Isaac is. Mm. Isaac has more innate talent in this area than I do. And it makes more sense for me to, instead of saying, all right, Mm. this guy wants me to draw a logo. I'm going to spend the next year learning how to draw this. Why would you do (laughs) that? And then finally, like two (laughs) years later, be like, hey, dude, I finally came up with a passable logo after two years of work. Or I could tap into someone who naturally has this ability right. and say, hey, let's use this guy mm-hmm. and you're going to get a much better result out of this thing. And then I'm going to come in alongside of that and use my understanding of typography and mm-hmm. color and mm-hmm. all of these like logo things mm-hmm. to polish this off and finish the product into what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's combining two strengths instead yeah. of banging my head against the wall trying to do this thing yeah. that I'm not yeah. really trained to do. I was talking to a friend recently about this and she was saying, we we kind of grew up thinking like, if I can do something, I should do something. But on the other hand, are you taking that opportunity away from someone else Mm. who's really good at that thing, who would love it, who would be excited to do it? Whereas you're like, okay, I guess I can do it if I have to. But like oftentimes our gifts are those things that we're like, oh, yeah, that's no big deal. To us, it's really not. And so you're like grinding it out because you're like, I have to do this thing. No, someone else would be glad to do that. Oh, that's so good. So not only are you potentially harming yourself in that Mm -hmm. by putting yourself in a situation that isn't good for you, but you're potentially taking joy away from someone else and not allowing them to operate within their strength. Right. Yet again, it comes back to community. I know. Every time. (laughs) Yet again. (laughs) We're supposed to be collaborative and be a community. It's, It's annoying almost it is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> to me i think this quote is really getting at the idea of focus like Ooh, that's a word that yeah. came into my brain when i yeah. was thinking about this that's like good. focus doesn't always come naturally no. to us sometimes we're kind of scattered mm. and i'm going to do a little bit of this over here and a little bit of this over here and a little bit of this over here yeah mm. being a well-rounded person or learning new things that's great there's nothing wrong with that and i'm not saying that we shouldn't do that But there is also a time Mm. to focus. Mm. It's essential for growth and making the most of something. Yeah. When we identify like this is a strength of mine, this is a thing I want to develop in me. When we focus on that, 
we're going to see much better gains Mm -hmm. from our development in that area than if we're trying to develop 20 different things at once. And it kind of comes back to me, Kara, to what you were actually talking about earlier in this episode with listening to these like personal development podcasts and stuff. It's like sometimes you have to make a decision about what's the thing I want to work on right now. Mm. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's this essentialism book and I want to focus on focusing and figure out how to focus on the things that really matter. (laughs) Right. Or maybe it's a specific like technical skill that you mm-hmm. want to work on mm-hmm. or maybe it's being a better friend or right. whatever the thing is there are times in our lives i think where we have to pick out a thing yeah. that we really want to work on and mm-hmm. develop because if we're trying to listen to every self-development podcast yeah. out there and we're trying to develop every skill that we have all at the same time right we're gonna Stock see minimal me. gains in all of those things <laughs> yeah but yeah. i think this is something that we, we all, all struggle do, with absolutely right? it'd be great if i could be good at everything like i, I would love that i yeah. wish right yeah. but that's just not realistic and no. so i need at times to apply focus and right. say all right what's the thing that i want to work on yep. right now it's good and don't be afraid of picking out something that you're already good at mm-hmm. because that doesn't mean that there isn't more growth yeah yeah that could take place in that area right That's really good 100 i read something as well from john maxwell which is another one of these he's mm-hmm. one of these like leadership guys that writes a bunch of books and <laughs> speaks at leadership conferences mm-hmm. But to Isaac's point about every quote has a little bit of a like, yeah, but Uh attached to it. Uh We talked about this, I think, with last week's quote. Quotes by nature are supposed to be kind of these like punchy, quick ideas. It's one sentence. Yeah, they're not nuanced. Yeah, they're not nuanced. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you were going to add the nuance in here, this idea from John Maxwell, I think, breaks it down pretty well. He has a book where he suggests focusing 70% of your time and energy on your strengths, 25% on new things and new experiences and 5% on weaknesses. Interesting. So that's kind of how he breaks it down. One thing I like about that is that he breaks out new experiences from weaknesses. That is good. And says those aren't the same thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. So like, yes, you are not good at something you've never done before. Yeah. Generally speaking. (laughs) Right. Right. Because you have no experience in that thing. Right. But that doesn't mean it's an established weakness. Yeah. That means it's an unknown. Right. Right. So I was talking about like, Showing up at college, right? And yeah. taking like a radio class. Right. At the beginning, yeah, I wasn't technically like good just in an objective sense on a scale of one to a hundred right. at this skill that I had never practiced before. Sure. Right. But I actually still would identify it as a strength. Right. Yeah. Because I was naturally gifted and was naturally ahead of other people who had never done this thing before. But you wouldn't have known that had you not taken have you not a new tried experience. It. Right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known it unless I tried it. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean that it's a weakness, though. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to remember, like, okay, when I start trying a new activity, right. just because I'm not 100 out of 100 on it right away right. doesn't necessarily mean it's a weakness. Yeah. Like, it might be something that where I go, oh, you know what? Like, there is a little natural ability here. Yeah. It's going to take a long time to develop it into something that's really, truly a strength, but it's worth investigating those things and trying out new experiences. Mm. And so I feel like that kind of gets back to what you said at the very beginning, Isaac, let's differentiate between an established weakness and kind of an unknown thing. That's good. That's And let's not give up on the unknown things. Like he says, 25% of your time. Mm -hmm. That's That's actually a a pretty significant investment. I feel like of trying new things. And so let's not lose sight of Mm -hmm. in the midst of focusing on our strengths, trying new experiences because you may stumble into something where all of a sudden you go, oh, wow, like yeah. this actually could be kind of a strength of mine. No matter right? how old you are, the thing that you could be great at, yeah. you might not even know what that is yet. Mm. But you are robbing yourself that opportunity if you don't do new things. So, yeah. And we've talked about several of these things on the show from things like you talking about getting into 
illustrating mm-hmm. and drawing mm-hmm. in more recent times. I've been getting into like music production yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like sometimes you find one of these things and you kind of jump in and you go, Oh, okay. Like, yeah. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. And I think I'm actually kind of decent at this. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's an important thing to continue mm. looking into those new things because those can be such incredible experiences mm-hmm. when yeah. you jump into a new experience and go like, well, this is kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So don't be afraid to try the new things. And then if you discover you're not good at it, don't be afraid to let it go. <laughs> right. Right. I want to real quickly before we stop, talk about that 5% thing that mm-hmm. he adds on the end mm-hmm. there. So he says 70% of your time and energy on strengths, 25% on new things and 5% on your weaknesses. This mm. all adds up to a hundred. I checked the math. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. That's not my strength. So good I, job, I, me I didn't do yeah. that. <laughs> 5% on your weaknesses. I think this is interesting. He mm-hmm. doesn't say disregard them completely. completely. Yeah. Right. But 5% is a relatively small chunk of time. So what do you guys think about this idea of like spending 5% of your time on Mm. your weaknesses? Is there an example of this, like from your Mm. own life where you can pull like from experience and say like, yeah, this has been a weakness of mine that I am glad I spent a little time Mm. on or like maybe it's something that, okay, it's never going to be a strength of mine, but I I moved it from like abysmal to like passable. And (laughs) that was an important thing in my life. Or like, how does this play out Mm. for you guys? Do you feel like working on your weaknesses? Ooh, that's deep. What comes to mind for me, this is dumb, but I very much live in my head a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. I live in the world of ideas and thoughts and intangible things. And I'm married to someone who very much lives in the tangible world where the real world is the real world, the stuff Mm -hmm. you can see and touch and everything. And so when we initially got married and sometimes still there was a big struggle with me missing obvious things, you Mm -hmm. know, things that were obvious to him in the physical world, especially when it comes to like household chores and different things that are Uh, just, you know, like they seem like little things, but I could use some improvement in these areas, you know, and being considerate of my spouse and these things are important to them. And so it's worth me spending the minimal amount of effort it would take to literally put the glass in the dishwasher or like start the pay more attention to be like, okay, is there something here that I could do to show my spouse that I respect and appreciate them? I care about them and what is important to them and not just totally disregard it and say, well, it's a weakness of mine. It is a weakness and there's going to be times I'm going to miss it and have to ask. You're never going to be him. No. Where it's a strength. Right. But you could be a little bit better and that would help someone else in your life. Exactly. Yeah. So that's worth investing in, I think. And and I think I've gotten better. I do have a long way to go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mine, I think, is really practical. Like I think about what I was talking about earlier, like I'm never going to be someone's administrative assistant. Mm -hmm. Like that's not a good job for me, like keeping someone else organized because I can't even keep myself organized. But about seven or eight years ago, a few years into my job, I had a conversation with my boss where we were going, we're missing some stuff. Mm. Like there's things that you are supposed to be doing or missing tasks and we're not getting this thing done. And it's not a matter of like, you don't want to do it. It's just kind of disorganized and you're not keeping track of these things. Mm. And then we kind of finally found a system here at work to keep track of tasks and keep track of just like the organizational administrative stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. what do I need to do today? Yeah. Yeah. And a little bit of work and energy poured into what's a system that works for me Mm -hmm. to keep track of my stuff brought me up from like, a zero out of a hundred on this to maybe a 10 or a 20 or whatever to where it wasn't harming my ability to do my job in other ways. Right. Right. So like I had strengths the whole time, graphic design or my radio show or these things, but I wasn't doing them as effectively as I could because my weakness was holding me back organizationally. So once I poured out just a little bit of time, maybe 5% 
yeah. into, hey, let's get a little better at the organization stuff so we're not missing things. Mm-hmm. That allowed me to perform my strengths even better mm-hmm. as well. So I think that's like an example, too, of, yeah, like with all of us, a little bit of effort into mm-hmm. these weaknesses can enable mm-hmm. you to perform your strengths even better as well. Yeah. Even if it's not where we spend a majority of our time, right. occasionally a little time spent on those things yeah. can go a long way. Yeah. yeah. That brings us to the end of our podcast episode for today. It's time for fill in the blank. Instead of drawing a blank, we are going to fill one in. Here's your fill in the blank prompt for today. One strength of mine uh-huh. that I would <laughs> like to keep polishing as a result of our conversation today is blank. Blankety. Blank. <laughs> Blank. Uh, I'm going to say creativity and not just like I do a lot of creativity in my job, mm. but sometimes I, f- I feel like I kind of leave it at work, bringing more of that into yeah. my everyday life a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Stretching that kind of just in your personal life. Yeah. Like and I that. think that can have benefits uh-huh. in your professional life as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. Like you're yeah. growing a skill in a fun way, a way that fills you up yeah. mm-hmm. that then also adds to your productivity at work and like yeah. to a skill that's really important to you, like vocationally. Yeah. yeah. That's a, like, that's I feel like that's kind point. of a cool thing about some of these strengths and working on those Yeah, is mm-hmm. when we develop them, even in just in ways that we enjoy mm-hmm. or that are building up to us, the benefits extend beyond just play as right. well, which yeah. is kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I'm worried that I'm going to be too abstract with this. Please forgive me. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. Brie and I watched through this cartoon on Cartoon Network called Summer Camp Island. Oh, yeah. The premise of the show, I'll spoil a little bit. All of these kids at the summer camp all have magical powers, Ooh. right? One of the main characters is like distraught because he doesn't have any like these visible like magical powers. Oh, yeah. But it's revealed in the show that he's something called a glow worm, Aww. which means that all of the other magical powers are enhanced when they're around him. Oh, that's the coolest So basically, thing. like his magical power is encouragement. Oh, that's awesome. And Brie has said your magical power is encouragement and uh-huh. cheerleading. Uh-huh. And I think that that's a big enough skill that I have that I can see it in myself. Yes. So totally. I think that it's going to only benefit others if I work more on Aww. that. And I think that that's something that I would love to spend more time working on because it's fun. And that's I think good. like if there were a job that were just like professional thumbs up giver, like, that, <laughs> like the gasser up of yeah, the like that, like that, that is, I love doing it. You're and good at it. It's, it's something I just really uh, enjoy. That's cool. If we had budget for that, I would totally just put you in that position. That would be yes. amazing. Just have Isaac pop just his head in every his official cubicle title. every day and just be like, hey, you're doing a great job. Double, <laughs> double <laughs> confetti <laughs> cannons. Just <laughs> give it up. Great job. Okay. And a confetti holster. Okay, <laughs> Literally. Yeah, it's so that's much awesome. Great. Yeah, I think for mine, it's strategic thinking and decision making. Like, I feel like that has always been one of my key strengths, both professionally and yeah. also personally. Like mm-hmm. my wife and I have talked about kind of my role in our family is like long-term kind mm. of decision-making and thinking. And yeah. Like she's cool. kind of like the executor, like the person yes. that goes out and gets the thing done. Yeah. And I'm kind of the person that like helps set the vision of like, ah. here's where we're headed from like a big picture That's perspective. Good. Yeah. Being able to apply that to more things. I've seen that kind of in developing Real FM. Mm-hmm. That's been a huge like, Build the tank project for me. Sure. Is like the vision of like, where are we going with this product and where Mm -hmm. where do we want to try to get to? And what are the things that we need to do to try to get there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That has benefits that extend beyond just that project. Yeah. Kind of develops that skill and allows me to use it in other areas of my life, both in my vocation, but then also 
at home and just in my personal life as mm, well. Yeah. That's really good. I love that. All right. It's time to get off to our uh, etiquette class. Ooh. Where does that fork go? Yeah. Is it the is it the salad fork on the outside or is it the center of plate jammed in? Fork? <laughs> yeah. I always put the knife on the wrong side. Yeah, that's yeah. You gotta work on that. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Really Real Podcast. If you love this episode, let us know by leaving a review on your podcast app. For complaints, please email Joe Biden at whitehouse.gov. Tune in next time to hear Anson, Kara, and Isaac say... I don't like the feeling of not having my feet touch the ground. It's uh, like a child. Okay. All right. <laughs> now you, well, now you look like look one. Like... <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>